0: Today's episode is brought to you by Kylie Smith, founder of Floraison. Florazon is a brand that embraces femininity and strength. Floraison was founded during a summer at a 12th century castle in the heart of Italy, Kylie designed Floraison to be fewer quality made dresses, rich in detail with flattering silhouettes, soft hues, and an emphasis on whimsical hand-painted fabrics and enchanting vintage-inspired romantic floral and bow prints from the gardens where she sipped morning coffee, wrote in her journal, and drank the world's best wine. It was a fairy tale, but it was also real and is where floraison came to fruition a fairy tale that can be yours for women and girls beautiful mommy and me bow dresses that are custom hand painted by a local artisan you can find floraison online at floraisonlane.com and on instagram at floraisonlane use hsdt20 at checkout for 20% off be sure To check them out. Hi everyone, I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That, a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am so happy that you're here. If this is your first time listening, you have stumbled upon what has become very, very quickly my favorite thing. I love this podcast. I love the conversations that we host and I so admire the women that join me that spend time out of their day to share their stories with all of us. Well, if you have been following along over at How Did She Do That Podcast on Instagram, you will know that we have quite a few things going on. On. Oh my goodness, and it's so fun to share that today's episode with my friend Sarah Tucker is extremely timely. Unlike many of our episodes, we actually recorded this last week. Sarah joined me. You'll hear towards the end of the episode where she is currently, um, but it, there's so much to unpack, and I have found it extremely challenging to keep you guys updated on these guest episodes. Even right now, I want to go ahead and get to the guest. I want to chat about Sarah. Era. And so the updates within these intros, um, I like to keep timely. All of that to say, I'm extremely excited to share that we have launched a Patreon channel, which is patreon.com slash how'd she do that, where we're going to be moving a lot of my brainstorming, a lot of the behind the scenes over to that channel uh, so that there can be more timely updates from me and so that these intros can stay timely less. So if you join today, you will have access to exclusive content, including my Malibu guide, a general Q&A, as well as a brainstorming vlog that I did with Luke this weekend, and our charcuterie board making class. It is already so much fun over there, and I do hope you'll join us. So Patreon is really going to be an incredible resource for us to really, really, really connect. And I'm excited, too, to share. Sarah was kind enough. I got a little notification. She's joined Patreon. So join the club. Join the fun. The real behind the scenes is at patreon.com slash How'd She Do That? Well, you guys, this is a long time coming. I met Sarah at the Southern Sea in Georgia earlier this year, and immediately just found her to be so endearing, so kind. And of course, she's just that in this conversation. Here is Sarah Tucker on How'd She Do That? Today's guest... Sarah Tucker is a digital creator and founder of SarahTucker.com, your one-stop shop for all things beautiful, encouraging, practical, and joyful. Sarah began blogging when she and her husband moved to Switzerland a month after they were married. She wanted to document all of their fun travels and her life as a new wife. Since then, she's shared her life with her two sons, fixing up their beautiful old colonial home, daily faves, gift guides, and so much more. She truly has created a one-stop shop for inspiration online. When Sarah isn't partnering with her favorite brands, creating content for her website or using her platform to support local businesses, she says you can usually find her at a sporting event for her kids, traveling, and enjoying time with her family. Sarah, welcome to How'd She Do That?
1: Thank you so much, Emily. It's so great to be here.
0: Uh, Well, this has been a long time coming, and I have to say, I made your intro short because I want to stop talking. I need to get to know you. I need to hear all of the details as to what you've been up to recently. And I mentioned this before we started recording, but I just want listeners to know what a great support you and your sister Molly have been from the very beginning of HSDT. So thank you. I'm so happy you're here.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's easy to support because. You help so many people. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And
0: again, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a long time coming, so let's dive in. I want my listeners to get to know you, so perhaps tell us a little bit about where you're from and where did you go to school?
1: So I am from Bradenton, Florida, and I live about 15 minutes from there in Palmetto, Florida currently, and I went to Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. And then I later on down the road went to the University of Mississippi and got my master's from there.
0: Okay, yes. And ultimately, what did you major in?
1: Well, nothing. I mean, nothing that directly helps me today, but I think (laughs) in a roundabout way it does. But I, in my undergrad, I did um, political science and history, and I thought I would go into law school after a couple summers interning in New Orleans, I realized, not for me. Um, I went into teaching right after that. And then I kind of roundabout way, found my way to University of Mississippi, my master's in health promotion. Uh, We're looking
0: at a map and it's like, wait, how did you land here? How did you land there? (laughs) So tell us a little bit about those transitions throughout your season in college.
1: Yeah, I will say, I think college I felt a bit lost and I don't know if it was just the time, you know, there was recession, all of that. Mm. But I also just felt this crazy pressure at 18 years old and 19 years old to figure out what I wanted to do for the rest of my life mm. um, and go ahead and major in that because you don't want to be in school for like six, seven years. Right. Um, so I just kind of, you know, followed what I enjoyed learning about, which was history and political science. And um, but I definitely felt the pressure to pick something quite early. I feel like who knows what they want to do at 18 years old, very few people. Okay. Um, so, and then I, after college, kind of my senior year, I realized I would probably like to teach. Um, and so randomly I had my degrees and then I was waiting tables right after that. Mm-hmm. And I waited on a principal and he was like, Hey, we're actually looking to fill a couple positions. And could you interview? And so I went in there, and oh. I was teaching like the next two weeks. So, oh my goodness! And what were you teaching at that point? I actually taught health classes and PE classes.
0: <laughs> oh my god, love it! Wait, that is so fun to think of you doing that, Sarah. I'm sure that. And what age group? What what age are we talking about?
1: High schoolers. So like oh you know, they're gosh. 15 to 18, and I'm here. I am 22 years old. Oh.
0: My gosh, okay. That might be my personal nightmare at that age to be to be going in. Oh my gosh. Did you find that you enjoyed that
1: stint and season? I found that I really enjoyed the relationships with the kids. Mm. I didn't so much enjoy teaching and I probably wasn't the best teacher, just to be (laughs) honest. Um, but and I also was just so young, you know. So I think but I still see my students all over town and I love you know, keeping up with them and following up with them and seeing them flourish. It's really cool.
0: Well, that would be the cool part to see them grow up and to think, wow, this, this is crazy how life continues on. Now tell us this, because of course we know now that, that you didn't stay in that role forever. What did it look like for you to transition? And I think at this point, ultimately think you, you might want to do more, more school.
1: So I actually had thought about going into, similar to Teach for America, but it was called Teach NOLA. So it was going back to New Orleans, which is where I interned in um, undergrad. And so I applied for all of that. I was ready to go and was accepted into that program for the following year. Um, So I was going to teach in New Orleans. I obviously, and you get like a master's degree at the same time. Um, And I, I I knew that I needed to learn how to teach. Um, too at that point. But mm. I ended up getting really sick um, my second year of teaching. Mm. And um, just kind of the last six months of being really sick, I'm not trying to know what exactly it was. Um, I had some mini strokes where I didn't have any vision, all mm. of those things. I was just really sick. i having some hot flashes at night, You know, sweating through my sheets, all of that. It was mm really wild for a 23 year old, um, that was previously healthy. And so then I finally, you know, people just, for some reason it was hard to kind of pinpoint what, um, it was. So as soon as they found out that I, it was my heart, that was quite quick. They were like, Hmm. you need to get to the hospital immediately. Um, and so I had to have like a pick line put in for daily IV and infusions. And then, um, and then I had open heart surgery about two weeks later. And then following that was uh, a lung surgery. So at 23 years old, everybody else is kind of, you know, you're figuring life out, living, living it up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I felt like, oh, gosh, I'm, I was really struggling. Yeah. So that kind of changed some things for me um, and changed my path.
0: Mm, Yes. Well, and thank you, one, for sharing. Uh, It's so challenging for folks who have not been in a season of life that's similar to understand, but gosh, we can attempt to to put ourselves into 23-year-old Sarah's shoes with massive life Altering situations happening, things are being put on pause. W- what was your mental state? I know you have a great support system, but what was your mental state at this time as a 23 year old experiencing this?
1: Oh, gosh, not great. And I think yeah. that, you know, it's one of those things that now it gives me so much compassion for anybody dealing with anything. Yeah. You know, going through a, a difficult time, whether it's mental, and it could be a breakup, it could be so many things. I feel like. It gives me just enormous – I just want to hug anybody that Mm. is dealing, going through something like that because it's difficult. It's hard to see other people, you know, moving on with their life. And mine, honestly, in the grand scheme of things was basically a year. Mm. But it's, you know, it's difficult to see everybody moving forward and you feel like you're moving a couple steps back. Yeah. It, well, and for it to be health
0: oriented. I mean, you just said you had open heart surgery. It's like, wait, what? That's crazy. And to think of you at 23, like you said, life's kind of on pause, but ultimately you do. And we know this, you do get through it. You do get the support and the assistance that you need. What did recovery look like? You mentioned it was kind of a year. Is it a year and you're you're up and running and, and kind of on to the next thing? Is that what it looked like or, or not so much?
1: Well, it wasn't quite a year. I would say I got sick around New Year's of that year, and then by probably—I mean, it took a while to heal fully. I think, Um, but by the time it was like July, I went up to Ole Miss, University of Mississippi, with my sister Molly, and we—and I was like, "This is a great college town. Let me just see what kind of graduate opportunities they have here." And so, I mean, I was still very much healing, dealing with lots of vertigo and all of that. But I kind of took a chance and thought maybe for the following year that I could get in on a graduate program. But the the professor emailed me back and said, actually, I have something for this fall in August. If you can, like, you know, get your GRE in here, if you can um, oh my get some recommendations. You know, you can have this graduate assistantship and the graduate assistantship was actually with non-invasive cardiology. So I, I actually got to prep and help rehab people that had been through open heart surgery or stents wow. um, or any kind of cardiac issue.
0: Oh my gosh, Sarah, we've been chatting for like 10 minutes. I literally have learned so much, even thinking about all of the different entities that you've stepped into. Now at this season of life, when you're in grad school, and by the way, just a side note to think of going from New Year's to ultimately being in school in August, that's quite impressive, um, that, that you were able to do that and, and to get to Ole Miss and to get started. What did you think your career looked like at this season of life? What were you hoping to be doing?
1: You know, I've always been, my mom is very interested in health and I've mm. always been very interested as, as well. So I thought that this was like a good pathway. I didn't know exactly what it would be, you know, doing. And actually it was more my pathway there was more maternal and child health, um, and I ended up doing my practicum in a child, like in a, in a garden in St. Pete where they use it in a Title I school to teach nutrition and um, gardening to oh elementary gosh. school kids. So I spent about six months doing that to round out my my master's, but I thought maybe I would do that. I really didn't know. Um, towards the end I got engaged though. So, um, yes. I, you know, that was a big, that took about, um, my husband and I were together about two years and, um, or when we were dating, mm-hmm. but we've known each other for a long, long time. So it was a long time coming. <laughs> and, um, so that kind of changed things too. Once I got engaged, I became kind of just laser focused on our wedding and we got married, married and engaged in six months. So, um, it was kind of a quick turnaround.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, it's always fun to kind of put together the pieces of the personal side of things as well. And I mentioned in your intro, I mentioned the beginning of, of this season of blogging, and I think we're almost there. But tell us this, you guys are married, you move to Switzerland. What What is happening here?
1: Yes. So- I remember actually got married um, in and I got engaged in Dallas. And I remember oh. the day after we went to dinner and he was like, hey, you know, I'm kind of wrapping things up with baseball. I don't see this going much further here, but I would love to use it to travel, you know, abroad. Would oh. you want to do that after we got married? And I immediately was like, absolutely. Um, so we he kind of put out his feelers in different spots and switzerland was really such a wonderful they came back with the best offer and my husband ended up teaching or coaching the swiss national team
0: um as well as
1: playing and we just had like an immediate family you know a lot of times you move abroad and you feel a bit disconnected but with the team i met so many of the you know girlfriends and i just felt like this immediate family so that was pretty special
0: so special and so amazing that you guys were able to get connected over there. Now, tell us about that season of life. How long were you there and what did you end up diving into because you likely are looking around and seeing the beauty wanting wanting to potentially share, but but what did it look like to to do so?
1: I just about a month before we left, I started just blogging. I mean, our our wedding was featured on Style Me Pretty, which at 2010 in 2010, that was a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember kind of wanting like a landing page for people to find me if they, you know, needed to. So I I started that and pretty much with just the intention of sharing, I didn't, you know, it was just so different back then. I didn't really see it it reaching as many, many more people than my friends and my yes. family. Um, so it was kind of different. and it was very much just diary style. and um, this is where we went. This is what we did. This is what I'm cooking tonight. that sort of thing.
0: What was your blog originally on? What platform? It was on blogspot, ok. It's always fun to think back to what what was available then
1: <laughs> yes, and it was and I'm embarrassed about it now, but the oG list or readers would know. it's called it was called Fairy Tales are True because I kind of oh. felt like. After I'd been through that – I mean, it's so cheesy now, but after I'd been through such a difficult time, I really did feel like I was – just pinch me, you know? Here I am oh. in Switzerland, married to this great guy, and and getting to spend my days doing something – totally creative. And I love
0: too, you mentioned being able to like meet the girlfriends and the wives of the other players and stuff. And I think that's something that everyone thinks about. You know, you wonder if you're married to a professional, you're like, oh, you'd be friends with all the girlfriends and the wives. (laughs) So it's fun to hear that you were able to step into that and, and to make so many friends. And like you said, ultimately have that family right off the bat how long are you there? And when you moved there, what was the impression as to what the timeline would be?
1: Um, It was two years we were there. Um, And it was kind of like a different schedule because with baseball, then we would come home like in November and then come back in February. So one year, the first year we came back in November and then um, my husband played in Panama um, with one of his best friends. And again, like, one of my best friends is now his wife. So. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, you make great friends through this too. And also shared experiences, you know, going through in in the depths of Panama together as oh two like God. little 20-year-olds. So yes. it's fun. <laughs> oh my but goodness. then we kind of wrapped things up after the second year. My husband was like, you know, we could continue doing this. Um, but we were both kind of ready to potentially have children and Mm. also just move home and maybe make a base, you know, like Mm. a home base. So what did it look like? I mean, you at this point have quite a bit of life experience
0: under your belt, although you are still young and you're, you're looking at what's ahead. What did you think you would be doing when you returned to the U S?
1: Gosh, well, I really, the blog had a lot of momentum by the second year. Okay. Um. Like, I wish I had those kind of page views today. But, I know. Um, oh man. And it had a lot of momentum, but I still didn't. You know, wasn't really in that phase of monetizing too much. Like, I had used reward style LTK. If people don't know what that one is, um, I had started using that, so I could see the potential there. But and I could see how many people were signing on, and I could also see the way I was influencing people with purchases. But I really couldn't see myself putting all my eggs in that basket. And I also thought, well, I've got my master's. I should probably do something else. But um and I thought about apply- I never applied <laughs> for a job or anything because I just couldn't imagine being in a desk job. Yeah. You know, after all this experience in my life. Um and I wanted to do something that I really loved. And so since I was completely obsessed with weddings and I was helping all my friends and everything. Um, I started wedding planning, all thanks to my best friend. I was the maid of honor in her wedding. And so she kind of, of course, she did all of it pretty much, but she named me as her wedding planner. And then it just oh. kind of took off from there because I had this basis of people that were already kind of knew my brand.
0: Yes. Even though
1: that wasn't quite there yet. Um, so they, you know, I, I got clients kind of right off the bat whether or not I was qualified is <laughs> another
0: story. No, 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 no. Well, and even having you know the opportunity to see your wedding and your style, I'm sure brides were flocking. So what did that look like? Did, did you take that to the furthest that you could? Did you enjoy it? How long was that stint? And you're doing the blog at the same time, right?
1: I was doing the blog at the same time, but I think that kind of you know took a back step or back you know, just, I wasn't focused on that as much. Um, And so, yeah, I was focused mostly on wedding planning and I got pregnant soon after that. Oh, my goodness. But then, yeah. So, and I also was really sick during my pregnancy. So, it was just all I could do to focus on, you know, the clients that I had. But I did enjoy it. I really, again, I feel like I always enjoy the relationships of anything that I'm doing and pouring into those people. But, You know, having your Saturdays, you know, completely taken off is just – it's tough. It's not the life that I knew that I wanted, especially once I had kids. It helped me so much. You know, Um, I feel like it's helped me so much today just being able to host people over here and, and stuff for my husband's work and all of that.
0: Mm, Yes. The takeaways and the learning lessons go with you each step of the way. And so you do, you step into this season of motherhood and I love that you're able to share that you were reevaluating. It's like, yeah, my weekends can't be taken up with people's events. Like what the heck? That's when I can be with my family. So, so what did it look like as you step into motherhood and your boys aren't too far apart in age, are they? They're two years apart. Okay, so two years apart. It so, says no, they're not. And what did it look like during this season? You're still kind of
1: working on the blog. So, I would say I stopped planning weddings. My last one, I was probably, I think, what was that? Like November, and I had my my son in April. That was like okay. my last wedding that I was like, I cannot go any further yes. with my second son. And I will say, I. I just took a step back from everything, you know, yeah. because I was so busy when my firstborn was, was born. I mean, I was at a wedding when, he was, when I was three weeks postpartum as a wedding oh planner my with my mom, <laughs> of my, my mom God. taking care of him, me running to go nurse. My sister was oh. there helping me. I mean, it's a family production around <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> so I knew that that was just not what I wanted to do um, you know, for my, what I wanted, how I wanted to feel, um, Mm -hmm. in motherhood. And, you know, my husband was very supportive of that. So I really just kind of, I blogged when I could and, and I kind of kept things up. I wasn't super professional and I had, you know, some partnerships and LTK and all of that, but nothing super professional until about 2019. Okay. And I don't know. Maybe I had like a serious New New Year's resolution that year. (laughs) I don't don't know what happened. But I think the year before, maybe I I got some travel partnerships and I just kind of had a little bit of fire underneath me. And um, I met my friend Alicia, who's a photographer at my a friend's wedding, and she came up to me and said, "Oh, I've been following you for so long. If you'd ever like to just do a branding session, we could just do it for free, and then um, we and then we can kind of see if we both like it." So we did that, and that was in January of 2019. And immediately, I was like, "These images, the images that I was able to give back hmm. to brands, was so much better than." anything that i could do on my own or ask my husband to take a picture you know yes um so and it was also freeing not to have to ask Anybody. My husband's super sweet. He'll do it, no problem. But it's not like in him. Right. <laughs> he's, yes. not, like, a photographer. <laughs> he's he's offered to take classes, but I'm like,
0: okay. You just keep love. <laughs> but love. That is too much. Oh my word, how sweet.
1: <laughs> but um, so Alicia, it just was perfect. So we were kind of meeting um every month. And the second month, we shot a Draper James look and uh, that they had sent me. And that image, like, just sold so much, and so the next for them, and so the next m- month, I got an email, and they were like, "Hey, we'd like you to come to Jamaica and shoot the the spring collection." And I was like, "Is this a, is this real?" <laughs> I really thought it was like a punked situation, and um, but it just goes to show you, and I think. Investing in yourself, and and it couldn't have happened any earlier for me too, because I feel like my Mm. my youngest was in school with my oldest, you know, and he was in school full time, but I just had more headspace to focus on my job, Mm. and I don't think I really would have called it a job until 2019.
0: The timeline is always so fun to unpack because everyone's story is different, but I love what you just shared, and I I wrote this down couldn't have happened earlier. So many times we're looking around for that Draper James call or email or whatnot. And when you look back on the timing and your story is a great example of this, it's going to pan out perfectly. Cause like you said, if it had happened earlier, you might've been turning down a trip to Jamaica because it maybe just wouldn't have been something that you could pull off, you know? Um, and so to hear that is amazing. And two, uh, the the year of 2019 was so many people had things going on, but to think back, I mean, we're only in 2022. You and correct me if I'm wrong, have grown immensely since then, and and have learned a lot. So, what did it look like to really take this on full force? I mean, to re- because I guess what I'm I'm thinking about for you specifically, you have amazing partnerships and brands really do trust and value what you share. What did it look like to go to Jamaica, then to be looking to the next step to to continue the momentum you found?
1: I think, you know, all those years before were leading me to that that kind of year. Mm. You know, I was learning all of this, even though I wasn't actively, you know, trying to go after it as a job then. Mm. But I think, you know, you're, you're honing in on your brand and you're learning things all along, even just consuming m- social media and everything. I feel like I always want to provide value, especially since, you know, partnering up with Alicia. I always just want to provide value for clients and for readers. And, you know, I feel like some, I try my hardest and I feel like I've learned how to do that through images, through still images, which I guess people always want video now. So who knows?
0: (laughs) No, 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 they don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think they don't. Well, and it's so cool too, because I do find that the content that you put out and to the point of having this photographer and really, like you said, reinvesting in yourself and your content, what has it looked like to grow? Because I know we're in 2019, you now do all types of different entities, even working with Molly and and highlighting different things that you guys are up to what did it look like to expand? Because what I'm kind of learning about your story is there was a real theme of travel uh, and then style. But at this point, many people come to you for inspiration in regard to all of those things and beyond. So what did it look like to to kind of expand? What theme would you say maybe you started with? And then what was the next one that you kind of branched out and did more in?
1: Well, a lot of travel. It really just branched into so much travel. Yeah. Um, from there and and I, that's also something that I had been built in there as well. I had been going, you know, I just was sharing organically for the last ten years, so I had like built that trust um, of travel, and then to get paid to go travel is so much, you know, that's like a pinch me moment again. Yes. Um, so that was fun. To, of course, that was twenty nineteen, then twenty twenty kind of changed, but we still did some travel. It was just
0: here, you know. And you're looking around thinking, okay, I'm not going to maybe be traveling as much. So what themes did you kind of look to step into from there?
1: So the fun part of that was that I was producing these high-quality images. So a lot I never expected this to go that route, but a lot of businesses were just wanting those images for their website, for their newsletter, you know, not even necessarily me posting them. So that was an interesting way, and we could do it safely, you know. Mm. They don't have to hire models, all of that kind of stuff, um, or a set, or makeup artist, any of it. That's the neat thing about creators is they can kind of do it all. Yeah. Um, so that was a fun, unexpected Thing to do. And I think, you know, that's still happening. Yes. Oh my goodness. In 2020,
0: the fact that they don't have to have a makeup artist, they don't have to have a location, they don't have to pay all of these things. They say, hey, Sarah, you're the one with the eye, you're the one with the style, you bring in your photographer. Now, at this point, because in 2020, you did kind of branch off into different entities. Who is on your team at this point? Is it is it just you behind the scenes? Because I find
1: that a little hard to believe. <laughs> it is just me behind the scenes. Oh my um, gosh, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Which has been, it's it's been hard to release some of that. That's probably a control freak thing. But I also <laughs> want to be the person that like, you know, responds in your DM. I do have somebody now that helps me with, um you know, collages and that sort of thing. So I have somebody that helps me with that. But I feel like I still want to be, you know, if you email me, I want to be the one to email you back. And I kind of feel like I'm the only one that knows my bottom line.
0: Mm, Um, Yes.
1: You know, like what you'd feel and some things are worth giving for and some things you might want to stand your ground on. Yeah. And yeah.
0: And to your point, you're the only one who's going to be able to to understand that and know that. But it does surprise me when I speak with women like yourself who are constantly putting out really high quality content, sharing and working with really impressive brands to hear that it's you. And then, you know, uh, likely someone who's assisting with some communication. It blows my mind. It blows my mind, Sarah. It's like,
1: what? I will say I have like, especially last year, I said, I'm going to, you know, get a cleaner. It's like things that I can now afford to do or rationalize doing more, like get a cleaner and, you know, send my clothes out when I need to, when I'm overwhelmed. Um, Mm. It's all those little things that I've tried to just help around the house. um, So I can, you know, do things at school and my kids can see my face at their school. And Mm. um, so I can, you know, be the one to email and be the one to negotiate and all of that. Yeah. Um, no, I, but that has helped, I think, just kind of the day to day stuff at home and kind of, and I also have an incredible support system. You mm. know, it's, I don't have a nanny or anything, but I have my mother in law will pick up my kids, my my parents, my, my mm. Molly, she'll pick up my kids at the drop of the hat. Um. So I, and my husband is really great about, um, doing anything that needs, you know, if I'm struggling, he's on deck, you know. Yeah. So I think having that support is is huge. But yes, well, I could use an intern. So if anybody <laughs> wants, to-
0: <laughs> hey, if we if we really want to pitch that, we can watch out because they they will come. They will come. Uh, honestly, utilizing the the chance to like have someone assist and and gain insight, I've had interns and it's for class credit. So we might need to, we might need a dialogue about this, Sarah. (laughs) Listeners would love it. Listeners would be so excited, but, but you just mentioned too, and I think this is a really cool point for you to have such an incredible, gosh, yeah, team really team around you behind the scenes and whatnot, but you and Molly have been doing a lot of fun things together. I love seeing what you guys are up to. How does it feel to be able to work with Molly on different entities that you guys enjoy?
1: Oh, I mean, that's a dream come true. And that mm-hmm. came from COVID too. We were the only people seeing each other. So, <laughs> yes. um, and then I we had a collaboration with 50 Flowers. They were like, "Hey, would you like to design some bouquets and then um, you know, sell them on your platform." So, we were just kind of coming up with creative ways to use flowers yeah. um for this campaign. And then we decided how much we love setting the table and our mom has always made tables really special and, mm. and events really special. So it just became something that we didn't know, you know, that was – it was going to happen, but we love it. And mm. it's such a fun – it's so fun to have somebody in your industry, in an industry that you typically don't have a lot of colleagues or people to really, you know, pick up the phone um, and ask, is this normal or what should I do about this? So yeah. it's great to have a partner in crime. Oh, absolutely.
0: And you guys are some of our favorite partners in crime. We love seeing what you all are up to. And oh my goodness. Yeah. Again, Molly was one of the original, I think original, original listeners. So to be able to have met you in person in Georgia, and then of course, keeping up with Molly, it's the best, it's the best. So I love what you guys are creating, what you're sharing and lifting each other up along the way. Well, it's been so cool to kind of unpack all of the different entities of your career, which genuinely I have learned so much about all of the different steps that you've taken. But ultimately I think where we've landed with all that you've done, it's just so impressive. And I would be curious, you you mentioned Jamaica, you've mentioned a few different partnerships and things, but what has been a real wow moment for you in your career?
1: I think... Well, I, I would say early on and not really knowing, you know, what what this was even going to come to, right. but I was in Florence in the market and I saw Emily of Edith Hour, who's been on your yes. show, and she, she was like, hello, Sarah Tucker, is that you? And oh. so just having somebody recognize me in 2010 is pretty wild, but, um, you know, I would say just have, it's such a great industry for women. What mm-hmm. I do, I think, um, mm-hmm. because you can have that flexibility. And so, I mean, I just spent six weeks in in Spain and I could still work a little bit, but also take plenty of time off. Yeah. Um, because I kind of had set that up for myself, but I think, you know, ha- being able to have that flexibility is just huge. That's kind of my wow moment right now. Yes. Oh, and I love that original wow moment
0: with Emily in Florence. And she's like, hello, that is so crazy. It's oh. really wild. It's so fun. It's so fun to think about. And and oh my gosh, yeah, that would that would be a fun one. Well, tell me this too, because I think it's always really interesting, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned?
1: You know, I think that the sooner you can just be yourself. I feel like there's times where I've tiptoed around being unapologetically who I am, Mm. but I think the sooner you can just be who you are and like what you like and share that, that's the best thing that you can do, Mm. especially if you're going to get into this industry. But I think just in life in general.
0: Yeah. That's that's a lot to unpack, but yeah, to be able to not even just stay in your lane, but to put on blinders and recognize, no, I really like this. This is what I like. And I think that you've done such a great job honing in on your specific style, what you can do, what you can't do. You mentioned earlier having that bottom line of understanding what where you're at with capacity and whatnot. And I find, uh, Sarah, you've done a great job of that, of staying true to you and what you love and and sharing just that. Well, within that same theme of learning, what are you learning now?
1: Gosh, I think I'm learning. I mean, I've always kind of felt this way too, but I think you just can't chase followers mm. and fame or anything like that. You just, the same thing you're saying, like put your one foot in front of the other um, and you're going to get somewhere great. It's mm-hmm. just, you you do have to keep those blinders on. Um, and I am learning- That You can't do it all and you have to outsource some things. So whether that is to hire somebody or that's to help somebody to help do your laundry, um, you know, you can't do it all. So Mm. I'll probably always be learning that. I think I will be too.
0: I'm thinking ahead of different seasons of life. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> and, and for you to give such tangible kind of detailed examples of that, thank you. It's It's been so encouraging to me today as well. Well, one thing that I know about you, I've learned not just from today's conversation, but in following you and, and enjoying all of the, the beautiful things that you share, you always have something coming up, Sarah. Okay. There's always something coming up. So
1: tell us this,
0: what's next for you?
1: Um, Well, I think when this will air, I'll be in Costa Rica. Oh um, my goodness. I, yeah, the four seasons. So we are shooting like one of their new residences down there um, for the four seasons. So that's really fun. And that was something that came out of 2020 doing that with the Orlando one. You know, they didn't have models um, that were comfortable being families kind of oh. um, without masks and everything. So uh, we just came along and I I was like, hey, do you need grandparents? Oh, <laughs> so my gosh. I My parents did it. And so my mom's going to get to come on this one. Um, so I'll be there. Oh. And I know it's really fun. And then I, hopefully 2023, they shot my house for Southern Living. Um, so hopefully you'll see – that in the glossy pages there. Um yeah. And then I do have I've been sitting on a book deal for a long time. So maybe yeah. this is the year that I I finally work on that. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, I'm glad I
0: asked. <laughs> <laughs> and might I just add what a fabulous businesswoman to be able to say, "Um, do you guys need grandparents by the way?"
1: <laughs> Genius, Sarah. Genius. I know. Now they're like, we need Nan and Jim more than we need you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, wait a second.
0: (laughs) Yep. Oh, my gosh. That is so fun. And yes, we will be on the lookout. Oh, my goodness. We'll be on the lookout with Southern Living. And of course, we can't wait to hear more details about this potential book. I'm sure there are quite a few listeners who are very excited right now. Well, Sarah, we've covered so much, and I I just want to thank you so much for your time. But is there anything
1: we didn't get to that you'd like to chat on? Yeah, I just... I guess I would love to encourage anyone, whether you're 18 or you're 23, um, you know, I think your your major doesn't really dictate where you end up yeah. Um, yeah. and you can try some things out. Clearly I have <laughs> uh, and you can go in a different direction, one that feels more right for you and for the time in your life. Um, and yeah, I, I would just... I, I have such a heart for 18 year olds and 19 year olds and people just trying to figure it out, which mm. I currently am in my stage. Mm. Yeah. You never,
0: you never arrive, you know, people could look to you, people could look to others and, and think, well, they, they've got it all down, but you've really been able to peel back the curtain on that. And like you said, continue, like you said earlier, just continually learning. And so I thank you. I thank you for that. Well, another thing that's been really amazing to see throughout your career and throughout following all that you've been up to with different brand partnerships and whatnot, you're such a genuine connector. And having been able to meet you in Georgia, uh, just briefly, but I can see, I can see that you're so genuine in what you put forth in your relationships. So I would love to ask you, who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? Oh, I-
1: there are so many people. I could just keep list- listing them all. But um, <laughs> Lindsay Reganthorne is one that I don't think I've heard recommended on here. And uh-huh. I love her to death. Um, the Broke Brooke, Brooke Jensen. Okay. Uh, she would be fantastic. Molly, I would love to hear. I think Molly's story is so awesome. Um, gosh, there are. Oh, I know we have a a mutual love and Melissa Wood Health. So yes,
0: (laughs) yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So many gals.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I couldn't agree more. Those are fabulous recommendations. So you all will have to be on the lookout for a potential episode with those ladies. And Sarah, I know many listeners already follow you. They likely are checking out your website now. But where can listeners connect with you?
1: You can fi- find me on sarah-tucker.com, and you can sign up for my newsletter there. You can also find me on Instagram, Sarah G. Tucker, and I'm, I am on TikTok. Ooh, yes. <laughs> is the official Sarah Tucker. I think that's my name.
0: Okay, perfect. Oh, my goodness. Well, you all will have to go and check out all that Sarah provides. So many great resources, and I know you're going to enjoy following. So, Sarah, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That, sponsored by Floraison. I am Emily Landers. You can follow me on Instagram at Emily Landers and the podcast at How'd She Do That Podcast. We hope you'll join us this Friday for a new episode in our summer series. We will talk to you soon.